and welcome to the GBGB's bonus episode. I'm your host. I get to say it. I'm no longer co-host. Today I am just host. It's just me here. I'm Ryan. And I have a guest with me. Julie, my wife, often spoken of, rarely seen, 100% queen. Uh, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Julie. And we're kind of just here because there's a dearth of GBGB's content. And we felt bad. We felt bad that we're not getting, you know, 10 and Hathaway releases in 10 weeks. So we did our own little reconnaissance and thought we would pump out a quick review. If, if anything, this review is going to be lacking in, you know, overall direction, I think. <laughs> This is the worst part because we're we just picked a random movie. Essentially, what we did is I I came to you with this idea several weeks ago mm-hmm. and said let's pick a movie, let's watch it with it because it's different when you're watching a movie and you're just like ah I'm watching a movie. But if you want to review a movie for especially for us, you really gotta really gotta put some work into it. You know, we <laughs> what we do is not easy. So I did that with you. I had you like take notes and everything like that. And uh, that movie we watched was Highlander. And uh, unfortunately, that has hit the cutting room floor at this point because, man, we really tried to avoid a stinker. I wanted because my goal for this was to show you like show you off essentially like and that you really like movies too, just as much as me and. Mm-hmm. I am more vocal than you are, so I'm the person on this podcast, but I wanted to show your ability to, like, kind of take apart a good movie. And we thought, neither of us had seen Highlander, right? No, we had not seen it. And I thought it was going to be great. I thought, I was like, oh man, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be, like, battles in Scotland and stuff, because we're going to Scotland. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was going to be... Right. I thought that was going to be a great thing for us to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stinker. Yeah, it was... Certified stinker. So we decided to drop the watch a good movie that neither of us have seen yet idea. And that leads us to where we are now. We watched for this week the... What what year was this? Oh, I should probably pull the IMDb up. Hold on. I'll get it up. My IMDb is... On the Princess Diaries, when I click the icon on most most visited on my Google Chrome, it just brings me right to the Princess Diaries. A trivia. It's not even the page. All of your suggestions are now GBGB related. That's the problem, really, is like this this computer is a GBGB machine. We watched 1999's Deep Blue Sea. Now my expectations of this were probably the opposite of Highlander. Like, I knew it was an old movie, but I thought it was going to suck. You know? Mm-hmm. Where I thought Highlander might have had, like, this amazing ability to last throughout time. Literally, because that's the theme of the movie. I knew that much. But... Mm-mm. I did not. This movie, I remember the reputation of it being atrocious. Like, I remember not wanting to watch it, when I was a kid, just because I knew of its reputation. But you told me, and the reason mm-hmm. we watched this is because you, we were scrolling through whatever. We were scrolling through. I remember, like, at my grandma's house, she had cable on, and so I would always 
go to my grandma's and search through the channels and stuff and I would always see Deep Blue Sea on. And it was a movie that I couldn't watch because my family wouldn't let me watch oh, scary movies. it was a content. Yeah. You behind the content block. Yeah. So I would be at grandma's and she's upstairs cooking or whatever and I'm downstairs by myself. So I'm like, oh, Deep Blue Sea is on. I'm going to watch it. And so I would only see like bits and pieces of it. And so my memory of it was like, oh, I think it was pretty scary. But I was like 10. For me as well, I thought this was going to be Jaws-esque, as in a creature feature horror movie, but the creature is not supernatural. It's just a big old shark. I was wrong on multiple accounts, and we'll get into that. I think we don't want to do a, a, a bit to lead off on this. We're just going to go right in the movie. And I think it's important to note reviewing this movie outside the context of a season. It seems very stupid. Yes. Like, we, like, of all movies to review, you guys pick Deep Blue Sea. And that's exactly, exactly why we picked it. The fact that it would be so out of the blue, if you will. As I have come to find out through watching multiple movies I do not want to watch. Namely, Ben Affleck and Matthew McConaughey movies. It's kind of fun to pick a movie that should not be, like, torn apart. And really, like, tear it apart. Freaking, remember, like, Paycheck? Oh, Remember yeah. back in the day? Remember Reign of Fire? Oh, that was a sneak. It snuck right in there. Yeah. I think if we were to watch 10 animal slash shark slash creature disaster movies, would, uh, would that be a good season? Could you do that for 10 movies? Knowing that maybe Deep Blue Sea might be episode number one. Um, I maybe could do it. I'm hoping that there would be some that would be better than this one. And that's some that would trick. definitely be worse. That's but, the trick. Yeah. And that's what we find out during like a really <laughs> stupid seasons, like the dog season or whatever. Like mm -hmm. the ones that you have in mind when you start the season usually end up being pretty good. <laughs> because there's some really stupid movies out there. Like with the dog movies, there's some really stupid dog movies out there that we didn't even know of. But when yeah. we started the idea. And we have to watch them. Yes. So there's going to be some really stupid shark movies. shark movies. Oh, yeah. This is my opinion kind of coming back around into why we're revealing this. Is that I found it pleasant to the palate. This was not quite so atrocious as I predicted. And I want to know if you had that same experience. Mm -hmm. I thought I was misremembering it like as a 10-year-old seeing like little short clips of it. I was like, oh, it's probably not very scary. It's probably going to be horrible, but it wasn't as horrible as I thought it would be. And maybe that's the theme of this episode is just that I did not watch this movie, but I knew people who had watched it. I remember when it came out. It's always compared to Jaws. Right. Like that's and that. I think, if anything, it should be compared to things like Jurassic Park and Congo. Mm, which we also tried to watch just for fun and i think it should be compared to i seriously i do think it should be compared to movies like that it's in the same yeah same right it's not jaws yeah. it's because like immediately let's just jump into this because i want to talk about the opening scene okay because that's yes. like yeah i mean that's like my favorite thing to do well should we do the synopsis first? yeah i mean that's exactly what i'm saying okay. before i get into the actual okay. what happened in the movie do you want to do the synopsis no <laughs> <laughs> i don't I'm just a guest. You're the host. Go for it. Oh, I'm the host with the most mm -hmm. now, huh? I'm not the co-host with the co-most. 
Okay, uh, next show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so once again, we watched Deep Blue Sea, 1999. Uh, good year. The kind of quintessential disaster shark movie, right? Like, now that I'm thinking about it, there weren't that many others because CGI, or maybe not CGI, but like special effects kind of has to play a prominent role in a shark attack movie because you're not using real sharks. So there's some sort of like limitation, inherent limitation mm -hmm. on shark movies until you get into like the sharknados of the world. But I think other than Jaws, this is like one of the early shark movies. And it was directed by a man named Rennie Harlan, who I've never heard before. Nope. And he directed, what else? Die Hard 2 and Cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone. Check that one out. Maybe that's a revisited episode. The stars of this um, movie, if you'll call it that, were Thomas Jane. He's kind of just like your stereotypical uh, badass shark wrangler. And then Samuel L. Jackson made a quite memorable appearance. And LL Cool J. We will devote probably a large portion of this episode to LL Cool J's character. Also a surprise guest or starring Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, right. That was totally by surprise. Well, okay. I didn't know anything about this movie. I didn't know Ella was in it either. No. But Stellan Skarsgård. That was really cool. That I love that dude. That was a good surprise. Yeah, I, I love that dude. And then the lead, the female scientist, Dr. Susan McAllister, was played by Saffron Burroughs, uh, an actress I have never heard of before. Me neither. I think fairly successful in smaller roles in Hollywood. And the plot is essentially these are scientists, etc., who live in un partially underground research or not underwater. underground, sorry. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Underwater research station. And they study shark No, that's right. They make the weird brain stuff. They take uh they're researching Alzheimer's is what they're actually doing. So they, they're like infusing human DNA into the sharks to make the shark's brains bigger so they can get Alzheimer's drugs out of the shark's brains? They're extracting some kind of protein out of the shark brain, and they need to make the shark brains bigger to get more of the protein out to help mm. with Alzheimer's. Right. And apparently, big brain shark equal big mean shark. Yeah. So, of course, disaster ensues when people push the boundaries on what's possible. And, um, yeah, it's very much more underwater at the end than it was at the beginning. Um, I want to talk about the intro. Okay, cool. Okay, the reason I bring up the opening scene in particular is because you and I are slasher fans, aren't we? Yes, we love slashers. So the typical, you know, Jason, Freddy, uh, all those movies are like basically what we occupy ourselves with when we're bored and this movie man it pulled one over on me because it opened with a classic slasher trope with these four drunk teenagers you know getting schmoozy and getting boozy on a boat and i'm just saying oh no here comes a shark obviously it's very obvious what's going to happen mm -hmm. and the intro is almost exactly identical to Friday the 13th, part 8. There's boats in several of the Friday the 13th movies, but Friday the 13th, part 8 is Jason Takes Manhattan. 
Remember? And he's in number at end number seven, he's tied to the bottom, he's chained to the bottom he's of the chained lake. Chained to the bottom, yeah. And then the boat in number eight, the boat comes by, it like drags its anchor or something. Oh, and it picks his, him up. Picks him up yeah. and he climbs up the anchor That's chain right. and wreaks havoc on this yacht. <laughs> and yes. it's I've actually brought this movie up a couple times because that movie, the first like ten minutes of it, is heavy metal. Like some of Jason's kills in that scene in like that early scenes in those movies, or in that movie are like brutal and i was like damn deep blue sea you know you're jumping on that train you're gonna like these kids are gonna get eviscerated by a, a man-eating shark it's mm-hmm. not just a dude in a hockey mask and i was very much let down right off the bat because there was a heroic savior effort and i want to get your opinion on that scene because i didn't like it at all yeah i think it did set it up very well, but no, like, there wasn't any kills. Like, nobody really did die. People fell in the water. There was chaos. But, yeah, no one actually died. And the heroic nature of the guy coming in and saving them all was, like, it was a little bit of a letdown. Right, because we like blood and we like well, guts. M- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was like, I totally, I want to agree. Yeah. I thought at least one would die. Right. You gotta have one. And for me, it's instantly I had to reframe, oh, this isn't a horror movie. I was kind of like, oh, crap. I thought I was signing like an hour and 45 minutes of blood and guts and butcher knives and stuff. Instead, it's just going to be like. But a shark teeth knives. Well, yeah. (laughs) It's just going to be like, you know, people saving other people. And then I think my opinion changed by the end of the movie. Like the rest of the movie was simultaneously very terrible and very enjoyable because let's let's be very clear about why this is they would have segments of the movie that were borderline unwatchable boring no plot poorly shot very poorly acted yeah and then every five or six minutes they would cut to l.o cool j and his character preach in the kitchen and for two or three minutes we were just shown an absolute masterclass in how to command the screen and how to portray like an impending doom in a horror movie. And then abruptly it would cut back to the boring shark drama. Mm-hmm. My favorite scenes of this movie were with Preach. Right. Yes. And like By far. He was the best actor, which is saying something. Which is crazy. <laughs> to, is that freaking insane? Mm-hmm. LL Cool J, the hip-hop artist, the rapper, was the best actor in this movie by a by a country mile, um, and like well, Samuel L. Jackson, but uh, sort of. I mean, he can he played Sam, a smaller role. He can only like get what he's yeah. fed as part of the like yeah. the script. The his character was pretty bland. Like yeah. he was supposed to just be a boring investor guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he had a kind of cool avalanche little, backstory. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I do not want to spoil that scene. It caught me by like I had a genuine reaction to it. Um, I saw it coming. Well, of course. I know, but you've seen, I think you've seen the movie <laughs> I've before. I've seen that yeah. part before, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I thought it detracted from the movie so much. It was, to me, it was the epitome of, like, cheap jump scare, essentially, like, in this quasi-horror movie, because it had all this lead-up. We got about to have a great character moment, and then it, well, fizzled out. The rest of the movie was kind of relying on some sort of character exposition right because they had thomas jane who plays the shark wrangler 
it was it turned into like an alien situation where they're stuck in the station because the sharks are so smart from their big brains they break in Mm-hmm. to the station they turned off the security cameras yeah the and sharks know, so know then how the people don't know work. where the sharks are okay no yeah. matter how sh- smart the shark is <laughs> a shark does not understand the concept of a video camera no only seeing the camera end, the lens yeah, they end don't even of a see security the video camera part of they, it, so they, they, it's not, they haven't been in the thing they don't know what a video camera is no oh. <laughs> 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 but like Apart from things like that, I thought this movie really failed in its character direction because it had these backstories about like Thomas Jane is like a ex vet or not a vet. We never got his full story though. We just knew that he was like an ex con and then like he had some like mysterious background, but we never figured out exactly what exactly he did or what happened. I totally agree. And therefore we're left with Samuel L. Jackson and LL Cool J as kind of more developed characters. And even the main character, the doctor the doctor lady yeah she had like a her father had alzheimer's or something which was her whole reason for wanting right, to find a cure but that was kind of lame in my opinion because the whole movie's about alzheimer's so you give one character alzheimer's and you're just like oh okay i mean that was her main draw to do it right but every time that she brought that up she talked about how there's 90 million people with alzheimer's yeah. and all that like well, i think didn't... her dad died already so she wanted to help other people not go through the same thing well see how i don't even remember that yeah you know <laughs> I actually kind of liked her backstory because I had like my family. I have a lot of nurses in my family, family and stuff. So medical things I like. Oh, right, and hospice, right? They're yeah, like, hospice and medical things. And I so. think Alzheimer's is pretty prevalent. Very. Yeah. Okay. Did you enjoy the set design with the um, station, the water station itself? Um. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was kind of unbelievable and stuff like yeah because it was just like little walking like docks that they would walk on outside and there weren't really any like fences by the or were there like by they're just walking on little like planks on top of the water and they apparently have like large cages underneath to keep the yeah sharks it just in. Is floating in the middle of the it's ocean it's just floating it's randomly not like in an aquarium no so it's in the middle of the ocean it's just a cage that's in the ocean yeah. Which actually is a pretty genius... Which, it's, a, it's a genius way of keeping those sharks in. It is. But I liked, go, like, looking into the station. I liked that. But I didn't like the top layer of it. it oh, I agree. I was mostly talking about that. Oh, yeah. The inside I liked a lot. They had a whole, like, a kitchen. Because Preach is a chef. And so he's a cook. Yeah. So that comes into play later. And I, I noticed a lot of John Carpenter influences. Immediately yes. with isolation being this central concept of any good horror movie. Even though it wasn't a horror movie. It, I would say it is a horror movie, I but it's know. not in the category of horror that we enjoy. Well, <laughs> for or the that we would vanilla classify. people, it's yes, horror, definitely. Exactly. One thing for me is that the John Carpenter influences never paid off because I thought there was a pretty obvious homage to The Fog with the woman in the radio tower. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. And like that didn't really pay off. She never really came into the plot at all. And then with them being isolated and them being stuck in this during a storm mm-hmm. and they can't get help. They have to deal with this monster that they don't know where it is. Like that's very alien, which is really Scott. But I also thought the kitchen with Preach mm-hmm. was a direct throwback to Nalls in the thing. Oh, I didn't put that together. They're, they're playing music running around the kitchen, like uh, like hip hop soul music. Mm-hmm. I did not put that together. Yeah, I think I catch. think I think that and the lady in the tower is obvious John Carpenter. 
The fog, I definitely with, see, but with, yeah. And with Alien, with um, them climbing up all the vent shafts to like escape mm-hmm. the sharks, because eventually sharks get in this freaking station. They flood the station they layer flood by the station they, and they, get they flood the station level by level so <laughs> that they can like navigate the station and eat the humans, which is and sink it. Oh god, which is very complicated. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, they're huge sharks, right? They're like extra big, Thank extra you. giant, and then they're in the station somehow and. The people are walking in its waist-deep water, but they don't see the shark. And then these sharks are apparently twice as big as a great white, what like, the description is. They're, what are they called? Well, they're the mako sharks. The mako sharks, super yeah. Mako. yeah. Makos are like they're medium-sized like, sharks. No, but... I know, but they're like extra big makos or something. Because they were tiger gen- shark. No, the tiger shark was the one eaten by these ones. Oh. Remember? Yes. I warmed up to the CGI by the end of the movie, but I for a while it was really atrocious. It was pretty bad. Because it was like video game graphics from 1999. just like GoldenEye, you know? Like, it was pretty bad. It was very bad. And I feel like some way, there's got to be a, a little bit better of a way to do it. Use puppets mm-hmm. or like, you know, miniatures or something. Oh, this is also, like, for in Jaws, you get the suspense and you don't see the whole shark, which is part of like a horror movie. Exactly. Thing. Yes. Yeah. But we saw them instantly. I, yes. And then. I don't like, totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't see the shark in Jaws until the very end, partially because of the budget, and <laughs> they could only do it in, at the end. And here, that's a really good point. They only, I think, they only made like one real big animatronic in this movie shark in this movie. Yes, right. I have, and then I, I have th- absolutely no clue. Okay, not there. I think so. And then the rest was all like CGI and stuff, but or real. I wish I was there. <laughs> they did use real sharks. I think this movie would have been fun to make. It would have been for me. Well, I did read Samuel L. Jackson did not like the underwater stuff. Claustrophobic or something? Well, I think just being an actor and being put in scuba suit and tiny little set, like, not yeah. that fun. I have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Yes. Surprise. I think that the sci-fi angle, meaning the Alzheimer's and all that, could have been more in the background. It kind of just been the underlying plot for why they were there. I didn't like that it made the sharks angry or whatever and all this kind of stuff. And they became super sharks and smart as a human mm-hmm. and just tried to sabotage the whole. They like knew how to sink a station like they would even understand yeah. that that works. I thought it would have been better if they didn't manufacture it like fake like that and actually used because that's not a horror. That's not scary to me. Like mm-hmm. that that angle of oh these sharks are really smart, that's not like derived from horror. That could be a plot in like a funny episode of BoJack. Yeah, it's not scary. But if you instead would have went about that angle, like the sharks are attacking people because of like a human bad actor, there was never a bad guy in this movie. You know, like oh I there was see a human point. bad actor who sabotaged the gates. Or oh yeah, totally go swimming out in that tank. Oh they're not in there. Beep open gate. Gotcha. That would have added a horror element to the plot, and that would have explained why the sharks are attacking people, rather than just, oh I mean, man, these are really smart sharks. Yeah, I mean, I get that. It would have definitely added a more of a horror element. Oh, I'm just looking over my notes. Oh, okay. This is near the end of the movie. The climax is coming. The sharks are in the the building and everything. And there's helicopters, and then like a storm. That's the beginning of the movie. That's the end. It's like that's like. Oh, okay. It's like. It's like set up. 
That's still we're still in. Premise. I guess it's still set up. Anyways, I have one of my notes that I think is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I love I love reading my notes too. Don't worry. Because all I wrote is is a shark going to eat a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> right. I remember you said that to me because at that point, number one, it's it's relevant to what's happening on the screen. Yes. And number two, they've set it up to where these sharks are supposed to be absolute fucking badasses. Like they can eat. They've they got the biggest fences. brains ever. They can. They can eat boats and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And then there's like a helicopter, and you're like, "Is this movie about to almost literally jump the shark?" And it does. Like a happen. Jurassic Park kind of thing that that jumps out and eats the big Jurassic thing. Jurassic World. Right? Jurassic yeah. World. Yeah. But no. Spoilers for Jurassic World. Spoilers for a billion dollar movie that came out like eight years ago. <laughs> but no, the whole thing with that is they're taking this guy who got bit by a shark up in a helicopter in the middle of a storm. And then his like rope up to the helicopter gets like stuck or broken or something. Yeah, and then he falls into the shark tank. Yeah. The thing I don't like about that whole scene is that they're just like, huh. Yeah. That's it. They do, they're just like, okay. Because the Coast Guard was sent, and then there's no follow-up. Yeah, no one else comes to check the helicopter. Helicopter never came back, guys. <laughs> like, Seriously? where? Like, who yeah. sent the helicopter? Yeah, where are you? And it was obviously a Coast Guard. It wasn't like another member of the you know team. <sighs> yeah. And then at the end, I thought since this movie had pretty much been a by-the-books Hollywood movie, we were going to get a final girl sequence. Oh, explain yeah. what that is. Why don't you explain what it no, is? No, you. You go for it. <laughs> you know, the, You're more eloquent with your words. I don't think I'm more eloquent. You just don't <laughs> want to talk. <laughs> the, I'm definitely not more eloquent. <laughs> let's, be, let's make that clear. In many, if not almost every single one of uh, horror movies post, what, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and pretty much everything, like The Burning... Original Friday the 13th, Halloween, the the final combatant for the bad guy is always a woman. It's usually the main character. In horror movies like this, usually they want to highlight a power differential between big burly man or big burly monster and woman who usually cannot use physical strength to her advantage because that wouldn't be too scary. Has to use some sort of conniving you know, mental uh, exercise mm -hmm. <laughs> and show that she's really is a badass in a different way. And that's kind of why horror movies subvert the whole genre in the first place and why they were kind of, I don't know, in a way, like, fresh. They're really, really refreshing. It's like, kind of undermined what Hollywood was building up as, like, what should be in a final confrontation in the climax of a movie. Think about, like, all those Clint Eastwood movies and all that from back in the day, and it's always man versus man. In horror movies, it's usually woman versus monster which is really mm -hmm. freaking cool it's very cool and mm -hmm. alien you know like ripley is a huge influence on a lot of girls and it's important to me that horror movies kind of keep following that trend there's been there's a movie that i enjoy called final girls mm -hmm. this movie i thought was going to do that to defeat my own point i'm glad it didn't do that uh do you know what it reminded me of no, what? Something we already mentioned sort recently of Matthew McConaughey, Reign of Fire. Oh my God, you're so right. Yeah. I would totally recommend watch. Well, that's an, that's my next, literally my next topic. Uh, would you recommend people watch this movie? I would say yes. It's an experience. It's not the best movie. It ooh, 
Your question, I listen to your podcast every week. Your question is, could this be somebody's favorite movie? What do you think? Oh, yeah. If they're into, like, sharks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are. Yeah, there's a lot of shark. Like, Shark Week has some serious staying power. I don't freaking understand that. Sharks are cool. Sharks are, sharks have a bad rap. They have a bad rap. I think that's a, that's in a bad light, yeah. Well, right, and Jaws in this movie, really, mm-hmm. I mean. Is this, do you blame this movie for the uh, multitude of crappy horror movies that have been come out the last, what, 20-something years now? I don't blame just this movie. I think it's pretty responsible. Because think about back when we uh, were visiting your mom in Oregon. Remember what we watched? Yes, <laughs> I do. Because it was Rob. It was my brother. Yeah. The problem was, is they were like, we're going to watch a scary movie. We saw this movie at Redbox. It looks so scary. Mm-hmm. Like, And they're like, you guys are horror fans. You're going to love it. And we're like, okay, cool. And it was The Meg. The Meg. Which is a shark movie. A modern shark movie about the Megalodon being discovered in the ocean. To me, it was just them totally misunderstanding what a horror movie is Mm -hmm. and the fact that they would want to watch this horror movie probably means that we would not like it as a horror movie i i mean it's pretty much this movie yeah there are some other ones that i i think like in high school i got into like a shark horror phase and i would yeah i watched a lot of shark ones because i would watch them at grandma's i'm like oh i'm not supposed to watch these movies." movies yeah so i've seen like um, 47 meters down. I've seen The That's Shallows. Is it more recent? In college, maybe I watched them. We went to college together. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting really what did off we, the point. What did we watch with my brother when he was here this last time? It was some... It was a sea movie. It was a sea... Oh, Sea Fever. Something like that, yeah. It wasn't sharks, but it had to do with the sea. Yeah. Damn, maybe we should watch water movies. We gotta watch ocean. Ocean water movies. Well, well Lake Placid Lake is Placid, Lake. true. And there's river monsters. Let's, let's not drag river monsters down to <laughs> the, this level, okay? Gotta expose them to river monsters. Okay, we gotta wrap this up. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to ask you now, what what would you score the movie? Um, I think I might give it like a like average, like a maybe a five or a six because it was there were some jump scares, there were some things. LL Cool J kind of redeemed some things for me. He was kind of the comic relief, and he had some good scenes. Yeah, like average. Five. That's pretty fair. Yeah. That's pretty fair. I think if you're into these types of movies and you can have fun with it, and you're not I knew what I was getting genre. into. Yeah, right. Yeah. the I I would agree with you in that range. I'm going to give it... The acting oh, boy. is not good. Well, I know. I was about to say the word <laughs> seven, and I was like, Ryan, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a six, because I, I think it's a four, but L.O. Cool J gives it... I'm, I'm 100% serious. He gives it two points. He, I gave him, like, one extra point. Yeah, it's serious. Like, seriously. And I think he should have won Best Original Song. I'll say <gasps> that there. He should yes. have won Best Original Song. Like, we watched Highlander, and there were some original songs from Queen in there. Oh, that's right. But holy moly. You guys have to... I think it's actually probably worth watching this entire movie as the prologue to LL Cool J's song that original plays over the end credits. Deep Blue Sea song. Yeah. Okay, that's basically it. You want to do an outro bit? Yeah. For this is for the people at home who are like these people are boring, and I don't I don't watch GBGBs for the movies. I watch it for the absolutely freaking hilarious improv and comedy content 
And we have the master comedian in the house, Julie, with us. Uh, I'm not the funny one in the family, and nobody mm. believes me. So I'll give you a chance to shine. I'm ready. We're going to do the uh, classic game. Mad Lib. Mad Lib. And the GBGBs have had some success with this one before. So and this is a song, actually. So you're going to have to sing it. Uh, at the end? At the end, after we do all these. And I'm going to I'm gonna read this whole list, and you're going to provide every single one of the words. Oh, okay? We're geez. not going to switch back and forth. Okay? Okay. So I want... There's a lot, so I just want you to quick fire. Boom, 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 boom. First thing out of my Well, right, and I know that you might have a little bit of stage fright and trying to think of funny things, Uh like, ironically, for the podcast, but I want you to just, almost like a word association. Okay. Except that's not how this works, because I have to give you categories. Yes. Okay. We're going to start. Noun? State. Okay, nice. Animal? Dog. Okay. Mode of transportation? A car. Okay. Noun, plural? Fishes. Is that plural? Yeah. I just read this the other day. Oh. Actually, fish, if you're talking about multiple fish of one certain type, it could be plural. If you're talking about different types of fish, plural, it's fishes. Oh, look at you. You taught me something. Uh, verb. Run. Okay. School subject. Math. Okay. Adjective. Red. Nice. <laughs> Red. It's not an adjective. It's a color. It's describing something. You have a red shirt on. Damn. Um, noun. Bed. Okay, verb. Talk. Noun plural. Pillows. Okay, good job. Type of material. Wool. Oh. Um, verb ending in ed. Cooked. Okay, verb ending in s. Sings. Okay, noun. Computer. Okay, wh- why is another type of material? Um, steel. Okay, type of dessert? Creme brulee. Oh, nice. Um, a silly word? Mwaha. Okay, um, a year? 1987. Great. Type of plant? Hibiscus. Is that a plant? It's, well, it's got to come from somewhere. <laughs> 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 uh, something you'd name a pet. Tammy. Okay. Favorite Backstreet Boys album? Millennium. <laughs> um, measurement of time? Eon. Okay. Type of doctor? Surgeon. Type of beer? Lager. Okay. One syllable noise? Boop. Holiday. Thanksgiving. Number. Two. Adjective. Fluffy. Okay. Occupation. Attorney. Romantic nickname. Sweetums. Okay. Type of vehicle. Limo. The average listing price of a home in Bend, Oregon. 750000 Species of duck. Mallard. Uh, a speed you'd be comfortable driving on the Autobahn. 42 miles an hour. Wood that would not make a good marble. Oh. The fast food sign you've seen from a highway that was the tallest. McDonald's. Yeah. Or Arby's. I can reach pretty high. Oh, yeah. Um...